I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. These guys are ridiculous. These guys are ridiculous. Now, how about them damn Celtics? And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording Saturday, February 17th with a surprisingly full slate of Celtics stuff to talk about. Celtics haven't played in a few days. It's the All-Star break. The slam dunk contest is tonight. I don't know if we'll have time to watch it for this podcast. I might be busy. I know Sam's not home, so you might get the Jalen Brown dunk contest update on the next pod, but that's okay. Uh, Sam, how are you doing? You're not home right now. Where where are you at? I'm in Montreal. I'm still sick. I'm here. It's fucking cold. I'll tell you that it is. <laughs> I came in the room and Jack was not in the tab and I said, Jack, it's fucking cold. Let me tell you. He's like, yeah, yeah. it is cold. I'm like, you don't know about the cold, buddy. Yeah, Out there wearing gloves. My feet are cold. Terrible. Well, You're not the a Ferris guy. wheel. Ooh, I don't, I'm not a fan of Ferris wheels. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't fuck with the heights. <laughs> I don't like the Ferris wheel for like the first like quarter of going up and then i'm okay why just because it feels weird no it's just like i'm afraid and then i'm like no i'm not okay it's it's like it's not like going on the thing at six flags where you go all the way up and then go all the way down wouldn't know (laughs) i've been on one roller coaster in my life i think i've told this story uh should i let's see do you know have you ever been to storyland i've never been to storyland but i'm aware of storyland so this is the uh, called the polar coaster at Storyland. This right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> I wrote it when I was eight. Grew up immediately after. Haven't been on a roller coaster since. Not Good work. Don't want it. It set the standard for me. No, thanks. I'm all set. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Celtic stuff is why you guys tune into the pod. So let's give you what you asked for. Uh, first piece of Celtics news. Is they're doing a documentary that Wick Rosbeck said this on WEI. Shout out Justin Turpin. He was tweeting it out. He's a beast. Uh, he covers all the Celtics games. He's up there on the ninth floor with me. Uh, and he made his debut on the pregame show one night That's when right. Sam was out. Um, but Wick said, quote, nothing to officially report yet, which it's kind of what you're doing, but nothing to officially report yet. But we are in production on a multi-part, absolutely top quality, fantastic documentary series on along the lines of hopefully the last dance and so on we are deep into that we signed contracts film is being filmed and archives are being gone through and it's in the process they're following the team this whole year so it's like behind the scenes so we'll see what happens win or lose it'll be up and i saw you get very mad at this on twitter the clarification is from chad finn of the boston globe tweeted again or it's not like the last dance it's a history of the celtics coos was the first person interviewed bob coozy Again, it's not like the last dance. It's a history of the Celtics. So I think that should probably ease your tensions a little bit. But the fact that they are filming the team this year, I know you're probably not a fan of. Yeah, I don't love it. Don't love that. Uh, the The fact that it's just a history of the team is a little bit better. But I, I don't love the, hey, look, we have a nasty team. Let's put cameras in front of everything. Even though of all the teams to put cameras in front of, this is probably the best group just because it seems like they truly do get along all the time. I mean, O'Shea's pretty much putting cameras all around all the time anyway, but it's true. I don't, I don't really like that. Wick was like, yeah, it's going to be our version of last dance. Cause 
everyone's like, well, now, like, it's just more bulletin board material, not even for other teams, but like people online to poke fun at the Celtics if they lose. And I mean, listen, I don't need any more stress come springtime. Will it be cool to watch a history of the team? Absolutely. I think it will. Uh, I think there have been a couple that have been yeah. done. The The Celtics-Lakers one was pretty good that they did oh. on ESPN. <clears throat> I was going to say, this seems right up your alley. Like, this seems like something you'd enjoy. No, I like these things. It's just, yeah. I don't know. It, it's <laughs> I, I don't need to hear about this. I don't – maybe win a championship first. This is similar to me to when they put the fucking uh, – when they did the hype video last year and they had them all with the Larry O'Brien trophies that they didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, all right, like how badly can you push on these guys that they're winners before they actually win anything? Like That's they've fair. been to the finals. It's great. They've had sustained success, but they haven't gotten the job done yet. Maybe get the job done first before we have a circle jerk here. I I'm all for <laughs> the history of the franchise. Great history. There's a lot of things that should be told about, you know, strides the Celtics helped the league make, whether it was uh, the integration of of having the first all-black starting five, first black head coach, drafting the first black player, uh, or having the, you know, Larry magic rivalry pretty much save the NBA. There are so many great storylines that have been pushed along or or aided because of the Celtics that should be celebrated and I do think the current group is part of the story just uh, I, I don't know you didn't need to tell all of us that <laughs> you didn't need, you, if they win you could have been like hey we went all in we filmed them the entire year and like you're gonna get this well, documentary and everyone would be like that's sick with put his balls on the fucking table but they wouldn't and, have scrapped it's not like they would have scrapped it if they lost like you still would have gotten it if they lost <laughs> yeah you would have got well you could have like prolonged it you could have been like okay we're gonna we're gonna push it back we're gonna go again i don't no, know you couldn't have no you couldn't have. <laughs> i think you could no, well, because there's no guarantee they win the next year either. Because then, what are you gonna push back four years, five? Like that's just at that point. Like you gotta go. Like you said, he put his balls on the table. He's gotta do it. If you're gonna do it, you it's, gotta commit. Well, it's the double down. Then, 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 then you what, can kind of like, okay, we're gonna try again this year, and then we will release it if we lose twice. But th- like there is a chance for a save. <laughs> I guess the chance for a save. I don't know. I, I don't mind it. I, I think there is something. I was. I agree with I you more. Uh, shocker. Yeah, I think you're pissed when you see most things. I would say there's like a 75. percent What is the 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 line of Sam sees this news is angry about it of just in general stuff? I feel like it's high. It's gotta be like 80. Like, I don't it, think it's, it's that high. It's just like it depends hmm. on what it is. If it's like this team having a duck boat parade before they win anything, it's gonna be pretty high. I don't know I don't, if that's what this is though. Like, it's not that, but history. it kind of is. It's the history of the team. I, I I agree with you that I dislike the way they phrased it, like the last dance thing. I yeah. just think that's a bad look because, I mean, that's literally called the last dance because it's the last year of the team together. Like, you shouldn't be pushing that on the team that's currently playing. So I dislike that part of it. But the concept of a history of the Celtics, including this current group, which, for what it's worth, has been phenomenal this year. There's no guarantee for anything, obviously. It's, it's tough to win a title, obviously. But it, this is part of it. And so I, I think that sort of thing was Hardest good. I just ever. think... I just think the way it was phrased is poor. 
I, I don't like that they compared it like that. But you, we'll you're right. Turns out. You're right. The, the phrasing is weird. And I think it just sends the wrong message. I don't know. The fact that Chad Finn had to be like, hey, everybody calm down. <laughs> yeah. Like, I like know, I said, it's the phrasing. I think that's the phrasing more than the actual act of the documentary itself, though. Like, if you just told me they're putting together a history of the Celtics documentary and they're having some of the current players be a part of it. I mean, like, that's great. You can see all of the different things the Celtics have accomplished throughout the franchise's history. You can have the newer players coming in talking about how those things or or what they knew about the Celtics has affected the way that they take pride in the uniform they put on. Like, there are different ways you could have spun this. You didn't have to come out and be like, we're nasty, circle jerk, incoming. And it's also going to be about everybody else, too. That said... If they do win. Yeah, so. it's in a rule. <laughs> yeah, they, they win is cool. See, I think you could have you could have pushed it from my angle what I just presented. And then yeah, when they and win, then said like, actually, yeah. Sure. Like, okay, I'll back that. Yeah. You sure. know, like you didn't have to like go all in right now. Yeah. I I will Publicly. say I do think I do think this is the right group for him to balls on the table with because they do seem very like nah don't care don't care we're just they do keep strong and, and they've been better than any even though the teams we've watched the last couple of years have been good they've been better yes. than any of those teams so far and i i, I wanted to be clear i'm not hating on the idea i'm just hating on the i think you have it right the, the messaging or or the yes. delivery is not good bad 100%. i agree with you i agree with you uh, speaking of the current players, Jalen Brown obviously is in the dunk contest tonight as we're recording this again. I don't know if we're going to be here um, after as well. If we are, I'll cut it in here and, and then we'll we'll talk about it. But I think we're going to be busy. So you'll get the dunk contest recap on the next pod. That said, uh, he was on TNT or whatever NBA broadcast is covering it, uh, said, feel like I'm my in my athletic prime. At one point in my career, I thought I wanted to do it. And I think now is a good time. I know you also mentioned that he said he feels like he's the best one. Uh, in-game dunker of all time, like dunking on people. <clears throat> Best posterizer ever. Yes. Uh, and the odds right now, I think he's plus 500 to win, right? And Mac, Mac, uh, McClung is minus 270. Mm. Um, I'm going to go bet on Jalen Brown right now. Um, do you want me to bet on it for you as well? I know you're uh, away at the moment. It's up to you. I've got $42 in my account. I'm going to put 20 on mm. it. Would you like me to put any money on Jalen Brown for you? <laughs> I'll match. I'll match. I'll okay, twenty twenty. I got you. I got you. Just hit me with a Venmo if yes. they lose, and if not, I'll send you some cash, and we'll have a good time. Um, what what do you? Uh, since we can't talk about the actual thing right now because I don't know, it hasn't happened. I don't know if we'll be able to. What do you make of his comment that he's the best in game dunker ever? That I mean, obviously that might be a bit of an exaggeration just in general, but pretty damn good in game dunker. Pretty good at dunking on people. <laughs> well, leading up to this dunk contest, Bleacher Report put out a compilation of like all of his best dunks, and it, all of it is posters. And and we've talked a lot about this leading up to the dunk contest, where it's been, yeah, Jalen's good at dunking, but is he creative enough to impress judges? What he really is best at is dunking on people. And the entire Bleacher Report mixtape was literally him just committing murder after murder. The Maxi Kleber poster at KG Day was crazy. He's dunked on Giannis three or four times. He's dunked on LeBron. He had the crazy, uh, I don't know if it was a poster poster, but in Miami for game five in 2022, when they were blowing out Miami, he had a just sucked the air out of the building dunk on a drive past Bam. And that was a great just silencer play. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
he he has like an interest he has an incredible collection of posters FanDuel's not letting me bet on the dunk contest winner <laughs> am i stupid it's ratless this means jam's not tweeted out dude I, look at this you can bet on DraftKings. you can i, I don't i can oh. check but i don't use it as much but look you can bet on all of these different First round score, first round score, highest round one score. I can't bet on the winner. You can bet on the three point contest winner, but I, I can't bet on the winner. What the hell is happening? This is a d- disaster, <laughs> right? I'm not crazy though, right? Like it's letting you bet on everything else. Anyways, if I see it, I'll bet twenty for each of us, and, and we'll match. But uh, at the moment, it is yes, and I go bet now, and then it takes me to here, and then wait, what's the thing at the top? <clears throat> three point contest. Mm. lame whatever <clears throat> FanDuel's not letting me have any fun maybe it's testing my limits um anyways uh, yeah I, I think Jalen Brown has a good in-game resume um <clears throat> for dunking on people we talked about it some I, I can't keep track of when we talk about what anymore because we do so many shows we talked about his like dunks <clears throat> over Giannis Rudy Gobert like he's got some big ones so I, I think it's a valid um a valid take or a valid uh proclamation from jp i'll back it he's he's pretty damn good (laughs) yeah uh speaking of pretty damn good jason tatum uh is pretty damn good uh oliver fox wrote an article about him for Celtics blog this morning go check it out it's called i want to get it correct uh just so i put it out there the quiet overwhelming greatness of jason tatum uh the quiet overwhelming greatness of jason tatum very good but something else i saw on twitter ironically from perk which Whatever. Uh, Perk is, is just hot or cold, man. This and you're about to say it, but he either is like whoever the Celtics have at this thing is the worst, or this guy is the greatest ever. I think he's, he's no in between. He's lame as hell. But Perk said, if the Celtics finish with the first seed, Tatum's getting my vote. First of all, if they don't, brother, yeah, <laughs> learn how to come on. get ready to learn Chinese. If they don't, um. They'd have to finish 16 and 11 to get to 60 wins or 17, 11, something like that to not get to 60 wins. So I'm going to knock on wood, place my bets healthily that they'll probably be pretty good. Regarding I mean, Corrales put out the tweet and it was like the Celtics have a six game lead over the Cleveland Cavaliers who have won. I don't know how many games the Celtics are projected to win 64 games. That is the pace. Yeah. And if Cleveland was to win 65 games, they would have to go 29 and 0 to finish the season. Yeah. So basically they, they they're going to win they're going to win the east. They're going to win the one seed. Barring an absolute collapse. Yes. Yes. Um but that got me thinking or I got Perk thinking, should Jason Tatum win MVP or should he be at least more in the conversation cuz I know you for Perk. That all right. I know you hate the whole in the conversation stuff. I know, like, I you're adamant, like, it. but, like, it is a thing, right? You have to be in the conversation to be able to win the award. Because there's no clear-cut winner this year, I would argue. I don't think there is an obvious MVP winner. Well, that's the thing. Like, you're either in the conversation or you're not. You're not an MVP candidate in the conversation or not at all. Exactly, and I think and that's know. the point. I think Tatum should be an MVP candidate, and I think it's obvious because you look at it, and I, I think the general consensus or the thought process behind Tatum this year is, oh, his stats are a little down because the Celtics are have more mouths to feed. He's putting up 27, 8.5, and, and 5 assists, effectively, 
on his best field goal percentage of his career and shooting the best three point percentage he shot since the 2020 2021 season at 36 on high volume, which is still down for the last two years. The NFL season is wrapping up and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And the app is so easy to use and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He's been great on defense. He's been good in big spots. Starting the All-Star game. It feels like this is the first year in a while that the best player on the one seed in the East has like hasn't even been talked about as a potential MVP candidate. Like he really hasn't been like even brought up as an option for a lot of these people. They're like, yeah, Jokic, Shea, Embiid when he was there, maybe Giannis, maybe Luca, and then it's like, like he's. Th- I put it on the sheet here because I-, I think the point of he has a good team around him. Obviously, that's going to be a factor, right? Because he just doesn't have the stats to be in the same realm as those guys because they don't have as many mouths to feed. But there's a point where best team, best player, maybe a little bit worse stats is like one thing versus not just best team, best player, but like far and away, not even fucking close best team, best player being dominant. Like, I feel like that's got to have... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they are they are not just the best team. It's not like they're two games ahead, one game ahead. They're four and a half games up on the next best team in the league and six games up in their conference in a year where everyone came in saying, who knows who's going to win this year? Like, yeah, the Celtics got the best roster, but it's going to be tough for them to win a million games because the whole league is talented. Like, motherfucker, they're 43 and 12 heading <laughs> into the break, the six game lead in the Eastern Conference and Tatum's not even being mentioned. I think he's got a damn good, you know, bid to win it. And and to be perfectly clear, it doesn't fucking matter if he wins the MVP. I don't th- it, like. I don't think he cares about the award. I think they want to win a title. But the fact that he's not even being mentioned is a little egregious because I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a conversation. It's just weird because if you look at who else it could be, okay, we'll just kind of go down the list of guys we've heard this season. Embiid, it won't be Embiid. He's injured. He, he can't, will he can't not, win he will not play enough games. Yes. Jokic is another guy. Fair. What's the argument against him? Voter fatigue? Uh, Yeah, I, I guess just voter fatigue. He, I mean, his stats are insane. He's putting up 26, 12, and 9 um, on great splits, and they're 36 and 19. So, yeah, he's got a fair case. Then you have Shea. And, and to me, Shea is the winner right now. If I, <laughs> I think pick, it's Shea. I, yeah. I think his stats have been unbelievable. I think the jump that Oklahoma City has taken is one substantial to a large part because of him and the amount of responsibility he has been able to take on as the number one on that team. And to be a leader for a lot of these younger players that have stepped up for OKC, 
and filled big time roles for them. It's just pretty incredible. And he's also been very clutch this year. He's he's been somebody you can trust down the stretch of a game. Tatum, has he really? Minnesota was a really sick one. Off the top of my head, there haven't been a million Tatum games where he took over down the stretch. The Pistons win at home, as funny as it's to reference the Pistons game, was very impressive to me. The Celtics were down 21. Tatum took the reins, took charge, started going to the basket, led them back from the dead. So that's another example of him really being able to step up in the big moment. But like, aside from that, like there are so many different times this year where I feel like Tatum has let me down in those moments. And I don't again shouldn't be considered for the award, I guess. Like maybe he should be in the top two or three, but I don't know if this is the year. I feel like Tatum was pretty awful for a month, month and a half here, maybe two months if you really want to stretch it out, where I was consistently complaining about him. And I'm very strict. I'm very I'm a tough critic. Like I get it. Really? So not an MVP <laughs> voter, so it doesn't really matter. But he just I don't know. I felt like he wasn't very good for a while. You got to put it together for a whole season if you want to win the MVP. Do you? Listen, I, I I understand what you're saying, but the reason you're being so critical and acting this way is because you've watched every single Celtics game. You haven't watched every single Nuggets. With all due respect, I haven't either. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, I know there have been games game. where Jokic has scored in single you know, digits, to your point. You haven't watched Nuggets games like Nuggets fans have. You haven't watched like Thunder games like Thunder fans have, like like uh, uh, as closely as you watch these Celtics games. Like, I don't think Jokic has been perfect all year. He's been damn good. This isn't me discrediting Jokic, but he, he's had some bad games. And for what it's worth, like how much of like is winning a part of it? Because I think that should be a pretty big part. Of it. Celtics have seven more wins than the Nuggets. Seven. I mean, and I'm I know... the biggest win. <laughs> win is valuable guy ever. Like I'm like, yeah, I don't think half these guys should be in the all star game because they can't get in the playoffs. Like I, I agree with you. I think winning is important. I think the Celtics have won a bunch more than everybody else, but I don't know. I, I think the amount of winning, I mean, OKC beat the Celtics in the one game they've played and they still have to play again. And so you did keep... the Nuggets. And that's not, I, and I understand that point of it, but I, I think the MVP award should be more than just about individual matchups and like, Oh, he had a rough stretch for this month. Like Tatum has putting up amazing stats as the best player on the best team. Like that, that is the definition of what an MVP candidate of what an MVP should be. And I, I'm not saying he should win. And I think Shea's probably the winner right now too. I just think it's obscene that like, you haven't heard, like people aren't even considering it as an option. It, I think it's, it's probably obscene. just because of the sheer amount of talent around him. They're just like, well, of course they're winning. I think it's lame. It's the same. It's the same treatment well, Joe gets as a coach. What's crazy to me is almost like Jokic Shea. Yes, I think that's one two right now. People have Giannis and Luca above Tatum, and See, I get the I don't stat, think, but the, come on. The reason why I think Shea is the clear cut one, and you could make. I know what you're going to say. It feels like he's the only one that's really overachieving. That team is really kind of a little bit better than everybody thought. I know the Celtics have probably been better than people thought they would be, but they're still exactly where people thought they were going to be. Milwaukee with Giannis has underachieved. It's a fact that this is to your point. Like, I don't think Giannis should be getting a shout. Dallas is what fifth, sixth in the West. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. I don't know. Let me check uh, around there though. Yeah. They're, they're, like, they're not like there. a team that strikes fear into your heart when you have seventh in the schedule. Yeah. I just yeah. know it's so close. It moves around so much. The other two guys lead teams that it's like, oh, have to play OKC. All right. Like, this isn't going to be an easy one. Denver, of course, they just won the title. So you have that already. And if you're the Celtics, uh, 
every time you play somebody, you have a target on your back. So everybody's getting up for the Celtics too. It, it's fair. I, I don't think you should discredit Tatum. I just don't think he's the winner. Sure, that's fine. And I, I agree with you. I'm not saying I think he should win. I think it should be Shea, then Jokic, and then I think Tatum. But I just think the fact that he's being discounted by so many people and like doesn't feel like we've been talking about it. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like Tatum lives under a closer microscope than other superstars for some reason. Um, even like, and I, I think it's just because of where he is. Like, Jokic has gotten over the hump. He's won yet. the title, yeah. so he gets the respect. Well, Shea hasn't won yet, but I think this is his second year of being great, so people give him a pass. Um, Giannis has won. Luca is Luca, and he's. I, I think actually Luca's under a pretty big microscope too. So yeah, I, I yeah, think it's I'll just like right now. I don't think he's like that great of a winning player. Right, right now, I don't think so. I think it's the middle of hasn't won yet versus has been great for a bunch of years, and I, I think that shows more of how tough it is to win in the NBA rather than like these players are significantly worse. Like I don't know. Uh, I just think this is just Tatum's been really good this year, and I think he deserves credit for it. But. Uh, Next Celtics thing is something from Howard Beck of the Ringer. He put together a giant trades something article. So we're going to talk about offseason trade rumors. If you don't want to hear about it, tune out now. Don't leave a nasty comment because we're aggregating something. Uh, <laughs> that's that's going to be the disclaimer. If you not, don't want to listen to Celtics potential offseason trade stuff, skip it. You can see it on the bottom of the YouTube thumbnail or you can go somewhere later in the video and listen. But that's what we're talking about. Don't shoot the messenger. So uh, I'm going to read a block of text for the context i'll try to read quick howard back wrote celtics are heavily heavily favored to win the east with a star-studded lineup and a massive payroll all of which could spell trouble if they stumble again in the spring it's going to be challenging to keep tatum brown porzingis holiday and d white in perpetuity even if they were to win the title quote from an eastern conference exec boston has decisions to make they're not gonna they're gonna have to figure out who's expendable and who's not uh, more of Howard Beck writing. Does that mean shedding a talented role player like Holiday or where the Celtics preserve their depth and instead see what they can get for Brown, their number two star? Rivals have been wondering about his fate from the moment he signed the five-year $304 million extension in July. Quote from a West exec of the Brown trade, or of a potential Brown trade. Quote, I think that's realistic. Can you get 80% of Jalen by keeping Derek White and replacing Jalen with $20 million player instead of a $40 million player? Uh, more from Howard Beck. No one is predicting Brown will move this summer, particularly with Boston in first place, but the Celtics will eventually have to confront the financial realities of the new CBA. And if they did put Brown in the market, quote from a West exec, Jalen would set the record for the biggest return. It should be a Durant-type deal, meaning multiple first-round picks and swaps plus high-level rotation players. Brown might not return Durant's, uh, might not have Durant's resume, but he's also eight years younger. So, so that was a lot. Basically saying Celtics have decisions to make financially. I know it's not anybody's money but it is money that the Celtics have to worry about in terms of building the roster and keeping it sustainable and speculation of a potential Brown move again, said it's unlikely, but if it did happen, would get a big return could probably refigure the roster effectively around it. A lot of stuff to take in there. Just thoughts. <laughs> well, I don't think Jalen's going to be traded. I just don't. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I think if the team loses this year or, Underachieves, which would be losing. I just think the expectation from what we've seen, yes, unless yes. literally unless somebody gets hurt, is it's that they're going to win a title. They've Tyler been Austin. far and away the best team. We just did uh, ten minutes on Tatum probably being the MVP because he's been on the best team by far. I think the expectation should be that they're going to win. So if they don't win, after now being what three straight years of them not winning when it really felt like they should win. It's going to get frustrating. The Celtics have done everything they can do to go all in. I think there will be questions 
going forward, what's going to have to change. And if they lose, sure, I could see Jalen being a part of that, but I also don't know if he can actually be traded until when? July? Until it actually kicks in, the new extension? Yes, I don't know what the rule is, this, but I remember when, summer. when, summer, when he yeah. signed the deal, it was like they can't trade him for quite some time, so he's safe. I I just don't know. One, I kind of think they're going to win. Two, if they do win, I really don't see them shaking anything up. They're going to be so happy that they finally got over the hump. They're not going to really screw around with what they got. I think if you want to explore the avenue of trading him, the way Howard Beck lays it out isn't the craziest thing. Yes, I do think Derek White can give you quite a bit, and I think he's a very good player. Great. And the way that this team has operated this year, I'm not even sure they necessarily need Jalen's playmaking or not playmaking, shot creation ability because they've had Porzingis come in and be the second best guy. It, It just feels like that. And it's not a slight at Jalen. I just think I know what you mean, though. Been playing at their best. Yeah. If you feel like you can take Jalen away and get a bunch back for him and not feel like you're truly taking a major step back, I could see them doing it. But only if it's a disaster. I don't think they're going to win and then be like, time to take guys off this team. 100%. Yeah. They're going to be like, let's go get another one. We've proven ourselves now. Free agents will be willing to come here more than they were last year. Uh, the ownership group is going to be more willing to pay whatever. The, it's not my money is going to spread wide. Everyone's going to be like, not my money, not my money, not my money. Yeah. My championships, <laughs> though. And it, it's just not something I see happening. It, I don't see him losing, and, and I don't want to be a cocky person. That's not what I'm trying to do. It just doesn't feel like what's going to happen. If if they fail this spring, sure, it wouldn't be the craziest thing if you start hearing Jalen rumors. I don't know if they would do it. The Hall would have to be crazy, and the Hall would have to convince Brad Stevens that it is convincingly the right move. You know, if you take Jalen off of this team, it's going to be a little different. You're going to get stuff back, and you might still be able to compete, but it's a risk. And you need to convince Brad that the risk is worth taking. Uh, it's it's tough like you said if they win they're not making a move like that they're they're just they're not going to trade one of the top six guys i think they'll eat the cap for a chance to win another one because like and like you said if you, not to be cocky but they are the best team in the league for a reason that is the bar they should win. Also, sorry for the dog barking i can't help it. Just you should be up. fucking terribly sorry <laughs> it's fucking i annoying. told you to get that motherfucker out of the room i did she's out of the room you can still hear it <laughs> um but the the jail return thing i i think the bit from howard beck about a potential durant like return is is interesting because like that would be a lot i i don't care about the picks in that trade like obviously you you take the picks i would you like care the about the picks no sure but the point is like if it's out there getting a player like mikhail bridges and a player like cam johnson in return like replace jalen brown for mikhail bridges and cam johnson on this team it's a fucking great team like that that is insane that would that be in a nuts lineup those two guys the defense the, the shooting that like those are the perfect players I don't think that's out there right now in a potential Jalen Brown trade. I don't want to get into the nitty gritty or like, look like who would do it. What would this like that? That's too deep. I don't know the answers. It would be impossible to predict this summer. If something did happen, who would want to make a move like that and what the Celtics could get. But if they could get three picks and two high level rotation players, you'd still have probably the best team in basketball. And that's not a testament to Brown bad. That is a testament to Celtics. Good, right? Like JB is a phenomenal player. And 
the Celtics are best with him on this team, but they are so much better than the rest of the league right now that you could replace him with two high level guys that make less money or one high level guy that makes less money, save a ton of money, make it a lot easier on yourself to build and sustain this, this title window with Tatum and still have an amazing team in the best team in the league. That said, again, if they win, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> and that's the bar. So I think it is overwhelmingly likely that Jalen Brown is on this team past the season. Uh, barring disaster and even if they lose i don't think the first instinct is going to be to break up the team it's going to be what can we do to bring in better supporting assets the problem is going to be the money there's not a lot of flexibility to move guys around without breaking up the top six and you don't really want to do that yeah definitely uh we'll have to see what happens Uh, i think that'll be not a very fun conversation to have if that is the outcome though so we'll uh cross that bridge when it gets there but Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's go on over to the email, see what the people have to say. I believe we have a lot of emails today, but before we get to that, I will change the background. I got you. Uh, let's check the wheel. Three entries, three up. potential in-pop Nito winners today. Uh, two from the email, <laughs> one from the YouTube channel. Let's see who's winning themselves. A $10 gift card to in-pop Nito. Comment what's popping on the podcast for a chance to win $10 to in-pop Nito. Jamie DeVito. Sorry if I think I missed an E. I think it's Jamie DeVito. Uh, but we'll email you back. We'll get you a $10 gift card. Didn't pop Nito. Send us a follow-up email. HBTCpod at gmail.com with your name and phone number. We'll get you hooked up with a $10 gift card. Thank you for the email. <clears throat> Anyways, let's jump on over. See what people have to say. What's popping from RJ? Everyone is a good game. Even in fellas, that was a fun way to roll into the break. The Cs are 43-12 and 12, and I'm making a resolution uh, for the rest of the season. If the Celtics win the game, <clears throat> everyone played well. The old platitude players use of, I don't care about my stats, we won. That's my attitude from here on out. JT mm. has six dribble, three misses, but we get the win. Good game. JV has a bunch of turnovers and we come out on top. Good game. Winning solves everything. And man, did the Celtics have the solution on Wednesday night. My favorite oddball side of the game was this. The Celtics in the second quarter outscored the Nets for the entire first half. 32, 38 points to 32. Oh, the Celtics second quarter, 38 points. Outscored the Nets first quarter, uh, first half points to 32. That is sick. Second favorite is that the Celtics could have gone for scoreless for the final 16 minutes and 54 seconds of the game and still won. Uh, I was very happy to see Jordan Walsh make his first quarter debut. And even though he didn't score, he was doing uh, all the good teammate things that lead to winning ball. Zero points, but we win. Walsh had a good game. Be well and enjoy the all-star break, RJ. RJ is drinking the green Kool-Aid. He's hyped. I love it. <laughs> it's fun to be positive, but if we did that, there would be no show. <laughs> Well, that's the dichotomy of the show because I do do that. You, it's just you don't. You just be like good game. <laughs> yeah, good game, Tatum. <laughs> this is true though. There would not be a lot of opinions. Be Next one from Michael Hilly. Brad Stevens, good guy. What's Agree. up, guys? You have to read hope, the email. <laughs> hope you're doing well. I just saw that Banton and Stevens are doing well in the Blazers and Grizzlies, and it got me thinking about how good Brad is about sending players to a good situation. Yeah, even going back to Josh Richardson and Bull Bull, they both went to places where they could get playing time. I am sure it helps his reputation, uh, and it might make players consider signing with Boston. Let me know what you think. 
I think there's two different points here. I think one, yes, Brad Stevens is a great GM and probably and is a great guy. But I think the reason these players go to good situations is because they Celtics sign and draft good players. It's just they don't have playing time to help them develop all the time. I think part of the reason they're going to places and in, in seeing minutes is because whoever's trading for them wants them. I don't think they're making moves just to make them. I know there are NBA moves that just happen for that reason. Like guys are like, we need salary filler or whatever. But in the case of Lamar Stevens and Benton, neither one of those guys had to be traded to fill salary. Stevens could have stayed with the Celtics and Tillman could have joined as the 15th guy on the roster. And Banton was just traded for picks. So the opposing side definitely wanted those players. To Michael's point, as soon as the Lamar thing happened, I was like, that sucks from a, you don't get to be on the Celtics standpoint, but he's going to get all the minutes in Memphis. And sure enough, he's playing a real role with the Grizzlies who just beat Milwaukee. He showed out on national TV and Banton has gone to Portland, another team that is just waiting for the season to end and the lottery to start. <laughs> and he's making the most of his opportunity. So it's good for these guys. I'm glad that they are actually having the chance to have the ball in their hands instead of just stand there and be ready to shoot. Because truthfully, especially with Banton, that's just not his game. Agree. Agree. Good for them. Glad they can go to good situations. Shout out Brad. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Good for Brad. Good he for is you. Guy. He he's winning. Brad yeah. Stevens good. <laughs> w Brad. Next email. RJ again. What's popping? Good news on the recent history front. Afternoon, guys. In keeping with my always look on the bright side of life attitude about the Celtics, let's look at how far we've come in a few short years as regards to our big men. Remember this stellar assortment of gents who filled the center and power forward spots in 2020, 2021 in descending order of minutes played. We had Tristan Thompson at 12, uh, 1287, Grant Williams at 1138, Daniel Tice at 1027, Robert Williams at 985, Semi Ojale at 950, Luke Cornett at 254, Jabari Parker at 138, Taco Fall at 136, and 61 minutes of Mo Wagner will haunt us to this day. The good news from this season is that it was only 72 game long. Uh, all those minutes together resulted in 11.6 win shares. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Over three short years, we've consolidated that to Jason Tatum at 1,860, Al Horford at 1,224, Kristaps Porzingis at 1,181, uh, Luke Cornett at 581, Namish Kidd at 283, Lamar Stevens at 122, <laughs> Drew Peterson at 3, and Xavier Tillman, who has yet to play in a Celtic green, uh, or in Celtic green. Interesting to note is that Al and KP have logged about as many minutes in 55 games as Thompson and Grant did over the entire short season. Also this year, we've had to do less mix and match with our bigs with a uh, solid three-player rotation where in 2020, 2021, Brad had to play the wheel of front court, meaning that it was uh, it was about as likely we'd see Semi and Tice at the 4-5 than Grant and Thompson. I almost forgot this year's battalion of bigs has racked up 21.3 win shares. So let's give a well-deserved round of applause to Brad Stevens. Better bigs have resulted in a big improvement this year, along with the foundation for the future, even as big Al ages out. Be well, RJ. A lot of Brad Stevens love and the email section. Should be. I mean, he put this wonderful team together for everybody to watch. So it's funny, like that 21 season was an absolute dumpster fire. They still made the playoffs and it was the shortest season of all. So good job, Celtics. Actually, the COVID season was shorter, I guess. I think the craziest part to me is so I've done something similar with this of like uh not big men, but I've looked at the spacing, like the shooting. In like X amount of years, the Celtics have gone from their best role player shooters being semi Ojale, Brad Wanamaker, and Daniel Tice to what? Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, and 
pick your poison Al Horford, I guess at this point, like the, the improvement in floor spacing and the emphasis on that point has been so huge. And having two guys like Hauser and Peyton Pritchard, who I feel like are just like not cast off, but like, yeah, those guys are normal. Like not every team has just two role players who can shoot the shit out of the ball like that off the bench. So I think that's important too. Yeah. I mean, the shooting helps. It helps defenses have to stay honest on the drives with the star players. I think, um, having somebody like Porzingis in particular makes those shooters even more valuable because if they leave him alone, he has the easiest mismatch ever almost all the time. And, you know, if they don't, threes are going down. <laughs> that they are. Missoula ball, baby. Uh, next email from jacob kochman buyout thoughts what's popping guys hope that counts yes it did sorry you didn't win uh, i've been listening to almost every pod since the preseason and i love it keep up the great work thank you thank you uh i had an email drafted up a few weeks ago about a lot of different ideas mostly in-season tournament ideas and my opinion on trade targets but i figured speculating uh, like that might get me disappointed if it didn't go how i wanted so i didn't send it <laughs> send it anyways we'll be here anyways now that the deadline has passed i can share my thoughts and speculate who if anyone the Celtics can bring in from the buyout market i'd love to hear your guys' thoughts also uh all right Long list, uh, lots of thoughts. I'm going to try to sum it up so I don't end up just boring your ears off. Not that your email is boring, but people get annoyed when I just read off a page. Uh, I've seen the comments. One, Killian Hayes uh, said, not like a lot of people agree with me. Lottery pick for oh, a reason. No. Uh, I don't know if this is in order, um, but I hope not. Uh, no, he says, you know, I'll just read it fast. I think he's a very raw guy that needs some good development. Uh, we've seen how the C's have developed some former lottery picks like JT and JB. So I don't see a reason not to take a shot with Killian. It's also not news to anyone. That the Pistons can't develop guys to save their own lives. Best case, he develops well and we have him for cheap. Worst case, he doesn't. And a little bit of money was wasted. Thoughts on Killian Hayes, Sam? <laughs> yeah he's he's not very good and i i get that they might not develop guys well but like he was getting real minutes and he didn't do much <clears throat> but uh to patty mills to my understanding his current salary is around 6.8 would make him eligible for the Celtics sign if he got bought out yes he's having a down year comparatively but wouldn't mind uh wouldn't play major minutes anyways while offering a veteran experience and leadership sure <laughs> i take patty mills if they buy him out fuck it why not i thought about that um Ahead of the deadline, I was like, oh, what if they got him? But they don't really need him. They they don't they need don't. more help at the guard no. spot. But I know we talked about this, I think, with Bobby. And it was like the most valuable thing you're going to get from anybody that you get in the buyout market is leadership and veteran presence. And Patty Mills is somebody that could give you that. He was a part of those Spurs teams that won in the early 2010s. So it wouldn't hurt to have a little bit of extra help on that front. Sure, why not? Agree. He's got a title. Bring him in for the first of the floor, fellas. That'd be fun. That's right. Uh, <clears throat> Three, Otto Porter Jr., you guys covered this in your YouTube video about possible buyout candidates and provided me with a new perspective. Wasn't high on the D at first, but the championship experience he has could improve, could prove to be invaluable for this team, especially if the Cs are in the finals because he might know some of those Western Conference playoff teams better than a lot of the guys simply because of his time in Golden State. Sure. Now, I don't mind Otto Porter for the same reason. I think I'd weirdly rather Patty Mills just because I think that veteran leadership might be better, but not I, th the whole point is neither of them would play. So I guess if you're going to get somebody who won't play, you might as well get somebody in a position that would play more. And that would be Otto Porter. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Next one. Delon, Wright. Sorry. We're going to cover it later. He's picked <laughs> up by the heat. So we're going to skip that one. No, uh, Delon, Wright. Five Sam's favorite Robin Lopez. We all know yeah. that Robin has been in the league for a while. So he has to be wise, which is very valuable to a Celtics very team wise. looking to get over the hump. Then he, as you guys said, he seems personality would plug perfectly into the current crew and he wouldn't hurt their chemistry. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I take Robin, Robin Lopez, Lopez my, rules. My only concern is 
immediately after he got bought out by the Kings after getting traded by the Bucks, he was courtside at the Bucks game. So I think he might just stick around that team for a while. <laughs> I think he's just going to hang out. <laughs> but he, just read the book, dude. Yeah, you know how long it's, you know how many games it's going to take him to read that fucking book? If he, <laughs> I mean, have you ever tried to read a book at a basketball game? No, a lot, a lot you know, of, have a lot you of ever work. Tried to read a book at a basketball game. Absolutely not. It's, it can't be done. <laughs> I'd I take Robin Lopez though. There. Would be fun. Uh, six Gallo. Also, sorry, probably not going to happen. Um, uh, he is with the Bucks now, which we'll talk about. Seven yeah. James Booknight. Another formerly lottery pick <laughs> who just didn't get developed properly. He can provide a few points per game off the bench and is somewhat efficient doing so. He's also cheap uh, enough, still kind of young, and should be hungry for a second chance. Please let me know what you guys think of these. I know you've already covered them briefly, but I'm really intrigued by Killian Hayes, especially because he's medium risk guy reward. Uh, I also plan to email again, so those ISC thoughts will make their way to you guys eventually. Hell yes. Jake. Hell Definitely yeah. Email us again. some more. Thank Please email us. Uh, I don't know if we're very high on Killian Hayes. <laughs> but if our pistons I, don't believe in him i don't know what to tell <laughs> I, I get the vision though like i'm also not very high on james book night only because i know there were some uh i don't know what the word is uh attitude issues <laughs> yeah that's the word in charlotte so i don't know if he'd be the best idea either but the rest of the ideas i like i didn't hear i haven't heard patty mills before so i kind of like that one so thanks jake <clears throat> yes. please email us gun we, we, uh email us again. thank you we for listening glad you like us yeah appreciate you Next one, Jamie DeVito. What's popping, fellas? Considering that double zero, one, two, three, five, and six are retired jersey numbers for the Celtics. Current starters wear zero, four, seven, eight, nine, and that is the lowest possible jersey numbers total for the Celtics. Is this the lowest jersey total jersey number for the classic transitional modern NBA? Whoa. So wait, what is the question? Is this like the lowest? If you add up the jersey numbers of all the starters, do the Celtics have? the lowest sum mm, probably one of them is zero so there's a good chance i i, it I has don't to be. know off the top of my head i know it the lakers had uh well no they have 23 in there for lebron but one of the seasons he decided all of a sudden he wanted to wear six again they would add three six if d'angelo russell was there that would be one vanderbilt would be two but i don't know i don't know it, Reeves being 15 would fuck that, huh? Yeah, I don't know. it has to be. It's got to be pretty close. Because this total is what? Uh, 17, 28? 28? So anybody with a 20 number in their starting lineup is probably already fucked. Fucked, dude. Good luck. So I, I think probably for sure that it is. But I don't know if there's a place to check. But thank you for the email. <laughs> it's got to be up there, though. Um <clears throat> What's popping RJ contract status this morning, guys taking it slow in the all-star break here. Two things. Can you break down whose bird rights or other contract elements? Excuse me. Might come into play between this year and next. I know Springer and Tillman are in deals favorable for the seas, but what about Luke? For example, also how do the two way guys work? If we don't uh, upgrade them at the season's end second, I hope people tune in the G league game on Sunday at one 30 Eastern. I know Davison doesn't get uh, the love that others do, but he's improved enough to be considered a top player at that level. Be well, RJ. Okay. Um, it's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
this is a Keith Smith question. I don't know. I am not uh, great at contracts. Um, Luke is under contract. I think this is the last year of his deal. I don't know what bird rights the Celtics will have. Um, All we hear is Tillman bird rights, Tatum bird rights, Brown bird rights. They traded yeah. Smart, traded Rob, traded Grant. Just thinking of guys they would have had that on. Um, Hauser, they'll have – no, will they? I don't know if they have bird rights on Hauser when his thing is up. I don't think so. They might have him on White because they acquired him via trade. So I think they have his. Not sure if they would have holidays. <clears throat> okay. A team gets a player's full bird rights if they spend three years with their team without leaving in free agency. doesn't have to be on a three-year deal. This applies to players on a three-year deal, players on a two-year deal, followed by a one-year deal, or players on consecutive one-year deals. So those are full bird rights. So Luke Cornett, I don't believe in that case. Um, the Celtics probably won't have his bird rights because he has not been with the team for three full years. He has been the team this year, last year. Or wait, yeah, this year, last year, and then 12 games in the 21-2 season to end the year. So they don't have Luke Cornett's bird rights. Um, but I think he's under contract for next year too. Let me double check. He's under contract this year. No, so then he's done. So they will just have to resign him, but... I don't, that I don't think that'd be minimum is really going to go far into the cap. <laughs> yeah. So I think they'll be okay on Luke. Um, they will double checking here. So I don't misspeak. Um, since Hauser was on the team for all of last year under standard deal and all of this year as well. Um, Next year, will have, his, have, have his, his final year and he will yes. have, they will have bird rights to him. Not my money. Uh, when he becomes a free agent. <clears throat> yes. Early bird rights as well. A team gets a player's early bird rights if he spends two years with the team without leaving in free agency. So they will have that. Um, it allows the team to pay either once 175% of the previous salary or 104.5% of the average league salary. So they have some rights with Luke as well. Um, they also inherited Tillman's bird rights uh, because he was traded. I believe they inherit Springer's as well. Don't quote me on that. Um, and so they have bird rights for most of the players on the team. No bird rights for O'Shea's fee, all the new guys. And they will have Jordan Walsh's bird rights by the end of his current contract as well. As far as the two-way contracts, if they don't bring them up, it's just a two-way contract. It'll just be a free and then the end of the year, free to do whatever he wants. I don't think they have any rights after a two-way player. So, yeah. Hopefully that answers most of the questions. I tried my best. Found the definition pretty quick. So I, I hope I hit all the points there. <laughs> yeah, it's a good answer. But, I mean, that's that's big for Derek White. They'll have yep. one already. I'm pretty sure they just got his bird rights from the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, Drew Holiday has a player option, but if he if they figure a way to keep him around for a new contract, they will have his bird rights. Porzingis, they will have bird rights on by the time his contract is expired because he signed for this year and then two years after. Horford, they should have bird rights on sooner or later. So if they do not have bird rights on guys, it is likely that they will then have bird rights pretty soon. Yeah, and bird rights just allows players to pay more than other teams to retain their players effectively. So, I thought that means it doesn't matter if you go over the cap for them. Both you you can okay. pay more. Uh, bird rights. Um, let's see. And finally, for full bird rights, the only limit in place is the max salary the player can receive, um, etc. So it just it allows them to keep the team easier than they would leave. Uh, anyways. Yeah, you're right. That was mainly just for max contracts. The bird rights thing is they can pay more, but it does allow them to go over the cap to keep their players like the Warriors. That's the example. That's the poster child for bird rights. Um, let's 
I've been trying to say anyways less because we got a comment saying I say it too much. Uh, not like not maliciously. He goes, Jack, you really love that word. I was like, I, I, I hate silence, man. I need to transition. Come on. <laughs> let's uh, let's dig into the NBA section. See what's cooking around the league. Uh, see who's playing. Oh, wait. Is there any NBA section we can do right now? It's the all-star break. Nobody's playing. <laughs> you know, what we can't no talk about standings check in. There's not, but you know what we can't talk about? The Bucs who lost to the Trailblazers. No, they lost to Shambles. Memphis. But they lose to both. <clears throat> Maybe they lost to both. Let's check. They, I think Memphis they lost was to both. the game on Thursday that they lost to. Oh, I thought they lost to the Blazers recently. Am I crazy? They might have also lost to the Blazers. They lost in Dame's uh, return game. It, it was they lost to the Blazers at the end of January. My bad. You're right. They did lose to Memphis, is what I was thinking of. But they are now, let's see, one, two, three, Ass, four, five, three and seven. seven with Doc. Three and seven in their last ten. <laughs> That's really bad. That's did you so see? Uh, did you see the picture of Doc's fresh cut for the All Star game? No. He just has his regular haircut, but somebody quote tweeted it was like, why does he look like a Dominican like taxi driver? Jesus. Do you see his quote after the game? He was like, some of us were here. Some of us were in Yeah, Cancun. some of were in, Ca- in Cabo, Cancun, whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it was. He's oh, just like, great. I hate these guys and I can't believe I took this job. <laughs> he, he is uh, you know what would be shambles. the best storyline? Just quit. Just say, yeah, no, psych. See you later. <laughs> Doc's exit interview. This team just can't be saved. Oh, man. There's no save in this group. I mean, he only trashed him to death when he was on the Bill Simmons podcast before he took the job. It's it's not shocking that all of a sudden they're not turned around and season isn't saved. No. Adrian Griffin got a raw deal. That's what it is. He did it to himself. Doc did it to himself. But anyways, Celtics top the league. Obviously, we know this. Uh, Timberwolves, uh, we won't go by conference here. Let me share a screen if my computer decides to stop shitting itself. Um, Celtics are top the league. Uh, Timberwolves in second, then the Thunder, Cavs, Clippers. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but bottom of the league. Pistons not far behind the Wizards. Respect the Pistons. They're like a game. They've brought it back. Half game. (laughs) Yeah. They brought it back in 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 a pretty big way. They're what, like five and 13? They are bad. 18. Like that's, that's bad, but it's like, so I heard someone say they were like, that's normal, bad, not Pistons bad. So respect. <clears throat> They've been normal, bad. They're out of the hole. I think this is interesting. The differential like per game, like the Rockets and Warriors aren't very good, but they have a positive differential in the sea of red. And then like the Hornets are low key. The worst, you know, the Hornets haven't won a game by double digits this year yet. Now I know that. <laughs> That's crazy, right? That's insane. <laughs> they won 13 games, all of which by single digits. They are <clears throat> really ass, <laughs> really terrible. Um, other teams who are probably better than their record. Uh, the I guess there's not many. The Bulls are only some minus 1.1, even though they're like that. The the Kings are scraping by plus 0.5, and yet they're eight games right. above 500. That's kind of nuts. The Heat are five games above and plus 0.2 per game. So that's insane as well um i actually i'll give the heat a pass because the celtics did beat them by 40 so that's probably hurting their overall differential uh but that said the celtics, I mean, the differential celtics of, yeah 10. they got killed by the bucks and, yeah know, i think i saw a stat somewhere that said if the celtics finish with a they were like three full differential points above the next team I, that's only happened like four other times ever and three of them won the title so like pretty good company uh, or three, three of the times, two were the Warriors and one was the Bucks in 2020 who lost. So, don't put that know. evil out there. 
It's good percentage, though. I'm saying they're a good company. Um, anyways, let's talk about <laughs> DeLon Wright, uh, who was bought out by the Wizards and is now signing with the Miami Heat. Uh, sorry to Jake, who emailed about it. Uh, fine. Uh, like any any thoughts? Any hard hitting analysis on this one, Sam? Uh, they could probably use the extra body here after that Especially massacre with- that happened last Sunday yeah. when the Celtics were in town. Everybody and their mother getting hurt on that Casilla center floor. Uh, sucks to see Rozier have gone out. Sucks to see Josh Richardson have gone out. But it's good for Miami adding somebody like Wright who plays defense isn't uh, a young, inexperienced guy. He actually has plenty of years in the league, and I'm sure he could play some sort of role with them. I can't wait to hate him come spring. <laughs> He'll drop 30 in the playoffs against yep. the Celtics. Don't worry about it. You bet. Uh, speaking of former Celtics, so Danilo Gallinari, who was also brought up, we recorded a whole ass video talking about Gallinari as a Celtics guy, and we had to delete the whole thing because he got signed yep. by the Bucks. Uh, an hour probably going to play. Later. Yeah, it was immediate, which pr- better than having it had happened like immediately after, especially because the video right. we put out today. Appreciate y'all for watching. Um, my biggest takeaway from this is really glad the Bucks are focusing in on improving their terrible defense. This is really, really groundbreaking decision by them to bring in a completely one-sided basketball. All defensive level player, Danilo Gallinari, somebody known for the absolute clamps, torture chamber, they, whatever. What are they doing? <laughs> they just don't know what to do. If you're Milwaukee and you're looking at the buyout market, who are you going to go get? I don't think there's right. anybody. I guess it, maybe he chose to sign with them instead. But like, is he really going to play over like Dame and uh, who the hell is they? Pat they just Bev, I guess. Uh, Pat Bev, yeah. I don't know. Like, there could anybody's better than Gallinari on defense. Like, it's not like they like. There's might not be good options, but they literally picked the worst fucking one. Sometimes you just go all in. You're just like, fuck it. We're going to score more points than everybody else. It's not working though. <laughs> it's it's not working. Fine with me. Uh. Anyways, next thing, Clay Thompson uh, moved to the bench for the Warriors, Sam. And you might laugh. You might say, oh, damn, he's cooked. He put up 35 points in his first yep. game off the bench. It is the first time he's come off the bench in 10 years since his rookie season. Uh, and he absolutely cooked. He credited Manu for it. He said, just got to let the ego go. Uh, when you think about coming off the bench and all that, I thought about Manu Ginobili. That guy has four rings and a gold medal. Came off the bench his whole career. I don't think anyone looks down on this Hall of Fame candidacy. He's one of the greats. I embraced it before the tip. 35 points. Good for him. I don't know who started in that game, but I'm curious now. And they got the win, too. So right, credit. Pods. Oof, that was terrible. Yeah, pods. That was a good one. Dude, pods, pods is really good. I'm pods sick. Is, Give me a break. Pods is the real shit, dude. Um, let me see who did start. It was probably Warriors. Curry, Pods, Wiggins, Draymond, Kuminga. and Looney. Hmm? Or Kaminga. Uh, yeah. Curry, Pods, Green, Wiggins, Kaminga. Um, pods played well. He's been great. Clay, though. Clay just fucking exploded off the bench. Um, good for him. Dude, they keep finding great players. Pajemski is so good. Like, he's, he had a monster game recently. Yeah, 25, 7, and 8. Um, he had one where he had one where he put a 30. Am I crazy? I thought he had a 30-pointer. Nope, that was the best game. I lied. Um, but he's been great this year. Credit him. Oh, yeah, he had 14 assists. But, yeah, Clay Thompson, good for him. Glad to see him making the switch. It's probably for the best. I, I don't like Clay. <laughs> Why? He's a crybaby. I I don't like him. Uh, wait wait till he starts playing poorly off the bench. So then it's not going to be honoring Manu. It's going to be oh like you know I I don't know what my role is on this team. How am I supposed to perform? I mean yeah, good for him. He had a good game off the bench. And who knows? Like they could have found something here. 
Pods is a player that has shown the whole season that he can play, and he's only a rookie. And having a vet like Clay come off the bench could help them. I mean, they've kind of turned it around here lately, starting to climb up the West a little bit. But yeah, I think Clay's annoying. I, I've had it with Clay. Sure, sure. Um, speaking of annoying, or I guess it's not annoying, but it's cool. But maybe you call his voice annoying. Tyrese Halliburton's on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, oh, I haven't seen this. He has two different voices, and you might be saying, "Shut the fuck up! That's stupid." He, of course, he doesn't have two different voices. Let's hear. He has it. two. He has two different voices. Let me let's play the video. It. Pull it up. Uh, let's see. All right. Let's see. Gotta switch the tab. This was him on Pat McAfee. Uh, I'll play it. I'll, I'll raise the audio in the final cut too. If it's a little quiet. And those guys left and Sabonis is a great player and they had other guys, but like, I think for the more casual basketball fan, it wasn't necessarily appealing, you know, like yeah. post basketball is not appealing unless it's Jokic or Joel or Shaq. You know what I mean? Like you have that, two different voices. I do. People say that all the time. Did you hear? I, I, oh, mean, this I, is, yeah. I mean, that's insane. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you 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 thought I was crazy when I pulled this up, right? You probably like this is stupid as hell. Like, what do we? I just thought he was gonna be like doing an impression. Like, it no, sounds like he's like doing this on purpose to mess with them, dude. And then he, yeah, he's talking. Listen, he talks about it after. He's like, yeah, I have no idea. That is unbelievable. I, I, I didn't know if it was our microphone. I never <laughs> catch it. You know, like I watch podcasts after, and I'm like, dang, my voice changed. I, I don't mid sentence. Yeah. Did you guys? I didn't do. Oh, it yeah. I wrote it, it just, down. Two yeah. different voices. Yeah. <laughs> wrote it down. It just happened. It just happens that way. Crazy. Like that. That's insane. It's it's completely different voices switching mid sentence. Like it, it you is. You know what not... that tells me? He's never <laughs> going to be able to coach. <laughs> you think like, anybody's right. taking him seriously like that? He's in the huddle, and then all of a sudden he's he's talking like Urkel. It's, it's guys, get your head of the game. You can't rebound the ball at all. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> he goes from it, Doc to Steve Urkel. That's truly incredible, though. Like it is. That's wild. That's wild. If he was doing it on purpose, I would be very impressed. Yeah, but I mean, I'm more impressed that it's not on purpose, or I guess freaked out. Like it's just so weird. I don't know. I know what very odd. That. No idea. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Uh, okay, last NBA thing we got today uh, is Howard Beck, which we, we pulled the Celtic stuff out of his article that yep. he put together for the ringer earlier. Uh, we can pick through the rest of what he's got going on. A lot of stuff. We're not going to cover every single thing, but we can touch on everything quickly. Uh, basically, this is a quote from a Eastern Conference exec. There will be a lot of parts moved this offseason. There's going to be some options, some high-level guys that ask to get moved. First question is about LeBron. Just said no one expects James to leave Los Angeles. Some teams are monitoring him. Uh, Sam Amick, Anthony Slater, and Joe Von Puha, the athletic, put together something that said, not only are rival executives increasingly convinced that James might want out, but they're also focused on the Brownie James factor, which continues to loom large. James has talked about for years his dream of playing with him. Uh, the idea that is any team that wants to go uh, to up its chances of landing James should make it a priority to go after Brownie, which is just shit we've heard for months. So, uh, yeah, but... That was the first tidbit. Not much from the uh, my, um, well, I almost said Michael Pena. Not much from 
who the fuck am I talking about? Howard Beck. Uh, I lost my mind. Um, the first interesting thing is the Spurs apparently made a, a run at Trey Young before the trade deadline. Uh, they inquired about him and DeJounte Murray, and people are convinced he said from an East exec, he's available talking about Trey Young. Right. Uh, I think they would love to trade, uh, tr- love to trade Trey. It's talking about the Hawks. Um, and said that the Spurs are probably going to be top of the list, or they're probably they like already tried and it could happen. So, and we've talked about that fit. I think it makes sense. It is the best of all the fits. Yeah, I mean, a guy that can't play defense having a seven foot four, Gumby, Mister Fantastic type player behind him to be the back line, perfect. There is no better place to put Trey Young. I completely agree. The offensive capabilities would be fun for them too. If you're the Spurs, you should be willing to overpay. And I, I don't even like Trey Young that much as a player. But it's a good fit. It helped the offense, and you can cover from a defense. Um, the next thing is Donovan Mitchell. Quote from an East exec, there's no doubt he's leaving once his contract ends. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on well, Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he's got, Cavs fans, not too pleased with that. They're always like, I won't now. No I will talk about it. Yeah, see you later. He's gone. I will say, he'd probably be a damn good fit on that on that next team. I, I think him and Brunson could work well. I know you're big on, they'd both have I to think, have the ball, but I think he would be great somewhere in the Western conference. If you ask me, you know Back yeah. then. So it's sure. Sure. Uh, the Durant sons tidbit he pulled out was if my mouse wants to go on the screen, uh, quote Durant for sure looks around. This is if they get bounced early or in the first round or something. Uh, and if he Durant left, the GM said Booker would have to consider his options too. So basically like sons lose, Binoculars. Keep an eye on the Suns. <clears throat> They're out early. So keep an eye on the Suns. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Suns might make the second round, maybe the Western Conference Finals, to be honest. I don't know. I feel like maybe. they picked it up lately. And like, the, I think they'll beat the Wolves in the series. I think they'll beat the Thunder in a series. Maybe they beat OKC. That'd be, I would love to see yeah. Durant OKC playoff series. I, I think really? the experience weighs really? in. Um, but Durant's under contract for this year and two more. So it would be forcing his way out yet again, which I don't know if he'd do. Um, Howard Beck said there's also pressure on Milwaukee. Uh, shocker, no one expects Giannis or <laughs> no one expects Giannis or Embiid to ask out even if things go badly, but Ravels are keeping an eye anyways. And on Lillard, uh, how funny would wouldn't be that be something? Lillard? Yeah, <laughs> if uh, well, I you're talking about Lillard, but I'm like, yeah, wouldn't it be funny if Giannis asked out after they did everything bent over Seven backwards, got it, got it the whole team last summer to bring in Dame, and then Giannis is like, I've seen enough. Send him west. See ya. Gone. Goodbye. <laughs> Please. Um, Mavs, there's less of a championship or bust feel in Dallas, but there's surely an urgency to make a deep playoff run to reassure Luka Doncic and that the Mavs can contend in the near future. A playoff flop, flop excuse me, probably wouldn't put Doncic in play, but it could make Dallas reconsider its commitment to Irving. <clears throat> so there's that. Clippers. Dallas truly does need to, like, make a little noise in the playoffs. This is like one of the rare times. I feel like I'm not sitting here looking at it. Like you can either win or be the absolute worst. They're in a position now. They've made enough moves to have put a team together that they need to see some sort of results. Just win a first round series. I think that just at win least first round. Yeah. yeah. Um, Clippers, the perennial hype, perennially hurt. Clippers have been crashing and burning nearly every postseason, but few execs uh, expect a breakup if they flop again. The franchise already signed Kawhi to an extension uh, and is expected to go all out <clears throat> to keep Paul George and Harden, regardless of how they fare in the playoffs, because the Clippers are moving to a new $2 billion arena. Probably a good reason to keep your star players. I would, I would wall, agree yeah. with that. <laughs> One build of the few the times I would say, regardless of if you win a title, just bring them back. Just like, let's keep it a little No later. matter what. <clears throat> um, 
the Heat. More than one executive also listed the Miami Heat as a potential candidate for a shakeup given Jimmy Butler's age, 35 in September, and mileage. Chicago Bulls, who worked hard to unload Zach Levine, will surely try again. Uh, so there's yeah. there. Um, and then the financial time bombs, the T-Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves are now leading a, the West at 37 and 16, have soaring expectations and a soaring payroll that will almost certainly have to be reduced soon to avoid a massive luxury tax bill. Uh, the most likely solution, a trade of cat. I think it happens this summer, said a Wex exec. There you go. See you later, All-Star. Um, how much tax are they going to pay when Anthony Edwards' extension ke- kicks in and Cat's extension jumps, said an Eastern exec. Who knows? Pelicans, the same goes for the Rising Pels, who have three primary stars and a surplus of talented young players who will be getting big raises soon. A major strain for a small market team that's allergic to paying luxury tax. New Orleans has to make a decision between Zion and Ingram. Uh, an East exec said, I think that happens this summer. <clears throat> Interesting. Could be Zion, on see you, buddy. <laughs> you think so? It's just not on the court. I don't know. I mean, we, we were at that game where he was playing against the Celtics, and he did have a takeover stretch there. But he's played in forty-four think, games. He's fine. I think Ingram has been far more consistent. He's shown that he can be a hub too, where he's setting up his teammates and passing the ball well and putting them in the spots to succeed. And if you trade Zion, you're probably going to get some good pieces back. I think if you do that, you're in a little bit of a better spot to win. But the problem is the West is so stacked. I just think a lot of those teams are younger. The ceiling with Zion is just so much higher than the ceiling with an Ingram-led team that it's like it's tough. It's true, and and it's not easy to get guys to go there. No one's going to play with Ingram. Yeah, Uh, and then the last. (laughs) fucked but yeah it's true like you're not gonna go I, I know i know just, to play with brandon ingram you're, it was just funny to hear maybe if zion's there you will at least you know it's better not to share his food with you but what are you gonna do <laughs> last thing uh is teams poised to strike it will be a while before we get a clear picture on any of this before we can separate the speculation from rumor and rumor from reality but we do already know which teams are poised to strike Knicks, Nets, Jazz, Thunder, and Spurs have all been stockpiling first-round picks in hopes of poaching the next wayward superstar. The Sixers, the rare contender with salary cap room, will be aggressively shopping for a third star. The Lakers and Warriors desperately need to add talent around their aging cores. The Pistons desperately need to to do dot 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 something, (laughs) anything. They're just gonna wait, (laughs) and they will have ample cap room to chase. Uh, someone (laughs) Howard Beck writes. Uh, So yeah, that's Howard Beck's article. Figured we'd rock through anything interesting of note. I think we talked about most of it, but I I think we did a good job of kind of commenting as we went. But as far as the Pistons are concerned, he makes a good point where it's like, they're just not playing the way the game is played today. Come on. (laughs) That it's like teams don't really get good from free agency anymore. Yeah. They make trades. And in the way he lays out how those other teams have gone about their business, put themselves in the position to make moves, even a team like Utah, who isn't like a competitive side just yet, has the assets to get in that mix. I mean, yesterday at the trade deadline, we were like, what are they going to do? Could they do something? And they didn't, except for selling guys to get more picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they could buy. I know you like the Jazz as a buyer. I think it's definitely possible. But it's gonna be time uh, soon. <laughs> eventually, they'll get there. It's been two years, a year and a half of the score. We're like, come on. <laughs> um, all right, let's move to the rat list here. Do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Rat list, cold dude. It is freezing. I I know we talked Shocker. about the top of the show here, <laughs> but we were walking around here today. We both had gloves on, both had shoes on, as you do when you go outside. You have shoes on. Uh, but it was so cold. 
we were waiting in line for the Ferris wheel, just freezing. The involuntary tears, nose running. I mean, just, I don't know how people do this all the time. <laughs> I saw people going for a run with no gloves on. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. You don't you don't know about the the need for gloves. I'll tell you that gloves are the most important piece of clothing when it comes to mm. warmth. Believe you. I believe you. I'm I'm not a gloves guy. I don't know. I can't remember the last time I've worn gloves. I don't know. Well you when's the last time you like went outside? I this whole narrative, <laughs> just because I don't run every day doesn't mean I don't go outside. I go to games. We we have errands. we have shows where you're like I haven't really done anything. I don't, I don't have a We record I, every I other day. <laughs> you act like we record once a week and I've fucking been in a hole for a week. We record every other day. I talk to your dumbass every single fucking day. And just because I don't go outside for my job means I haven't been outside in 12 hours isn't some absurdity. Well, what if you like drove to Chick-fil-A? <laughs> I'm working. I just work. I get it here. It's $20. Who cares? Fucking have you God. broke the Chick-fil-A streak yet? Hell no. It's on the ground next to me. <laughs> Let's go. Still strong. Hell yeah. Um, I'll do a friendly Ratless. I need to clarify that. I'm not actually mm. upset. Ratless right. Trevor Haas. He writes for the Boston oh. Globe. That motherfucker runs around like Steph Curry, and my dumbass had to guard him at Globe Ball. Dude, I'm running laps. When when I when you when I you talk about off ball movement, this is outside. not like coming off screens. This isn't like, oh yeah. Oh. He is running around the court trying. I'm like, dude, can that's you what I do stop for once. No, it's more than it's you. worse worse than you oh. it is like when i i'm not saying laps is like an exaggeration or like a metaphor to what i'm doing i'm literally running laps chasing him he runs under the basket around tries to get open back into a site going around again another lap another lap. it doesn't stop and then he pulls up from fucking five feet behind the three-point line and i can't do shit because i'm trying to catch him on the lap and running through four screens it's so fucked <laughs> you're gonna adapt eventually you'll get there no, I don't think even even if it was you, like you would have trouble with it because they like you think he, so? he is. Yes, they, it's not the cuts are so quick. It's not even that. It's just their whole game plan is set a million off ball screens to find him open from five feet behind the three point line, and then set another one so he can come in and cut to the hoop and either get a floater. Like, dude, it's impossible. Like, J like Jay King picked him up. Jay King was there when we played on Friday. He picked him up to guard him, and he's still looking in from five feet deep. Because then, God forbid, you lose him in fucking transition. Because you're, yeah. caught. you got no chance. It's like credit to him. This is a friendly rattles, like I said. But my fucking god, I I couldn't keep up. And then like we're getting out in the break, and my my team's like, come on, let's run. I'm like, let's run, brother. I bet. Yeah, that's right, baby. Let's run. <laughs> oh my god. It was, uh, it, Jesus, man. It's it's more off-ball running than I've seen. By, it's it's proc. More than proc. Like, that's, like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, what he does? Oh, I can't, man. <laughs> it's impossible. It's oh, all right. It's, so it's good for you. I uh, right. got a workout in for sure. You got to communicate better. That's what it sounds like. Oh, And I hit my shots, too. Four for six. There you go. Big Nail, name. Or, yeah, yeah. We, we're big time. <clears throat> the two-man game. Me and Jay King. Pick and roll. Was very good on fucking Friday. We cooked. It was good. Uh, rat list kids. I've had it. I've <laughs> been, I've been around for a day and a half now, away from home. Yesterday, it's just like it's just other people's kids. You don't want to put up with other people's kids. We're like in the hot tub. Like these kids, like jump in and like they don't have the concept of personal space, so they're like right up against you. Like uh, at the museum we went to today. 
which I'll talk more about in a minute. They're just everywhere, just running around, cutting you off. You almost step on them. It's tough to deal with. I, I truly feel for some parents. I mean, when they're your own kids, you obviously feel different, which is good. But a lot of kids, a lot of kids. <laughs> I worked at a summer camp for two years. Summer camp's different because you know the kids. Okay, sure. And you're in charge of the kids. So you kind of have had... like, you know, you'd be like, cut it out, sit in time out, no pool no, time no. for you. So I... You're going to do. I was the counselor for a group of what it, fifth graders, I think. And I Good age. I, know, I had an army. <laughs> I, right. I, yeah. See? It was, it was fun with them. I was the, the leading camp counselor. We did uh this we did Olympics where all of the there was like I had like four co counselors for the group. And so we all we drafted the kids and just like did Olympics where they would compete in like they had handball, they had soccer. They had a bunch of shit, and they would just be like, "How many points do I get for that?" And they 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 do like they'd be in art, and they do some shitty drawing. Like, do I get points? Do I get fucking points for this? We had them in; they were ready. And then I I brought a speaker to the camp, which this the camp was like, uh, like we don't like technology. Like, we want you to be nature. Which like shut the fuck up. But I brought a speaker. <clears throat> having a group of fifth graders, sixth graders, maybe seventh, what that age where they're like they're trying to be cool or whatever they think they're cool, and making them sing. Uh, what makes you beautiful by One Direction while marching around the camp? Peak. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Because then, it, then we'd throw it over. Like once a day, we'd be like, uh, they're, they're, like the screaming part come up, and I just we just point to one. We'd be like, Tommy, hit it, and he'd be like, Yeah. And then we, it, it was great, phenomenal vibes at the camp the whole summer. <laughs> it was yeah, uh, it's one of the great jobs. It was great. It was a good time. Uh, we played hide and seek, and one of them hid in. You know the storage containers that you like see outside in the backyard or something like with all the the toys and stuff in it. Just just picture like Kinda a normal like, size like a plastic one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was there were three of them in there. <laughs> we were playing nine to seek and there's fucking sardines in there, and we're like, we didn't find it for like twenty minutes. We're like, what the fuck are you doing? So there was one day back back in my prime when we were all working at the nursing home and. Jack, I know you worked in one, but not as a dietary person. You were there yeah, as a nurse. Part of clinical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And have you seen like the type of things they deliver the food in? Like the the carts that have all the slots for the trays on sure. them? Sure. Sure. Me and the boys hid in the carts one day. When when <laughs> the line cook was coming up to meet us, we all we were all three of us in the carts and we let him kind of wonder for like 15 minutes before we popped out. We're like, Hey, look, we're here. She was on the walkie. Like, Hey, have you seen any of these guys? Like they're not here. Missed? I don't know what they're no, but she was confused. <laughs> that means like, yeah, she... like, what? no, like, I don't think she was pissed, but she was like confused. Like she was like concerned. Cause sure. I mean, that, that was our homie. Of course we're not going to like, you know, just abandon her like that. Yeah, yeah. We're, and we're not doing it just to piss her off. We're like, let's have a laugh. But that was a great day. That's fun. That's fun. Uh, Rattless, it's simple, but always traffic. So I was driving back yeah. from um, Ball in Dorchester. So I was coming back, took the highway. Um, it amazes me how much people don't know how to drive. And I know it's yeah. stupid. I know we say it all the time. The traffic where it's just fucking drive and there wouldn't be traffic is like just fucking drive and there wouldn't just be traffic stop. what are we like i seriously? love that well, it's such I'm a serious. fact but it, like it's definitely not that simple but it is facts like just drive we're, we're merging onto a second highway 
and there's an entire backup and we get there. And once we get there, like it goes for a mile and then everyone's free flowing again. Why are we backed up? Just fucking drive faster. Just go. And there wouldn't yeah. be a problem here. Hit the it, gas, it just, buddy. Oh, it makes no sense to me. And people, if you go, I was driving like all the way back late after the Celtics game on Wednesday, alone on the road, and someone is driving 30 and a 30, fuck you. I just, I'm sorry. We're, I'm going like, tw- I'm having to slight go hit the brakes when I'm driving yeah. 35. It's terrible. Eat shit. It's 1 a.m. You shouldn't be out here if you're driving tank. Like this. Go, go home. Pull over. You tank. Like, sl- sleep in your car. Like, ah, uh, pisses me off, man. Just uh, fuck off. It got me mad. Uh, Ratlist, these ladies at the Illusion Museum today. So we went, we went around today. We explored. As I said, it was very cold. One of the things we did was we went to the Museum of Illusions. It was very cool. There were all these different uh, little images you could look at that would make it look like they're moving. There were games you could play. There were rooms you could go in. And, like, it was like you look real big on this side of the room and you don't look big on the other side of the room. There was this one that was like a walkway and they had all these lights and stuff spinning and your brain thinks you're, like, falling all over the place. But back to the games. So there was a game that... Do you know, like, the little toy as a kid, it's like, you want to make a picture, it has eight tiles, and there are nine spots, and you have to move them to make the picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when there's, like, one free space and the rest are, like, normal. Correct. Yes. So that's how this game was, and the object of the game was to get this big tile that took up four spaces out of the board by moving the other tiles. Okay. So the two of us are working to get through this game, and as we're working to get through this game... This group of ladies is like fucking heckling in French because we're in Quebec, which is French Canada. So I don't know what they're saying. And then they like come over and like it feels like they're rushing us, but I think they were trying to help. And then they're trying to help us, but they're still like speaking in French. And we've been like, we don't speak French. And then she just like picks one of the tiles up and moves it like she she's like trying to contribute. And it's too many cooks in the kitchen. She ruined the fun. She she ruined the game. She took the thing off the board, which you cannot do. Is it like a turn thing? Like, is are they waiting to do it, or what? Like, what the fuck are they doing? Are you like in a room where you all have to work together? Like, what is? Well, it is a turn thing. <laughs> okay. Like, also, it was our turn. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it was like a room where you're all supposed to work together, like an escape room thing, I wasn't sure like the concept. Like, that'd be one oh, thing. No, but, no, like, no, it was not. Yeah, like yeah. That. If she I mean, just got to fucking if wait. If you're trying to help, you're trying to help. But like, I know you gotta wait though. You gotta it, wait. Fuck I don't. Off. I don't know. After like the first, hey, we don't speak that language. What you expected to reach us with? Yeah, you. you we were getting somewhere, and then she just picks up the tile and took it off the board. Yeah, you gotta just fuck off at that point. You just gotta leave them alone. Disaster. Agree. That's lame. That's why I don't think I have anything else. We we ripped All some right. good stories though. That was fun. That was a good. We're wrapping up. We owed after the last one. Last one. Yeah, the last enough. Ratless was bad. You guys will enjoy this. I was fr- I was at work. I didn't want to talk. <laughs> it happens. It'd be like that. Shit gets in the way. Yeah. Uh, I do believe I am going out tonight, so you'll probably get the Jalen Brown dunk contest thing another day. All right. Uh, so warning there, be. but. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to How About Them Celtics. Uh, Appreciate the love on the channel. Make sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple as well. Five stars, all that good stuff if you like us. Uh, We're live Mondays and Fridays with Talking Seas now with Bobby Koritsky. So if you'd like to uh, say hello there, we're usually usually live. Everybody watched the last one. Um, A lot of views on the live. It's a good time. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll let Sam wrap it up.
yeah thank you very much for uh listening or watching make sure you subscribe to our youtube page hit the notification bell subscribe again uh so you don't miss any of our daily uploads like jack said we're doing stuff all the time we have pods like these sunday tuesday thursday talk and seas monday wednesday friday monday friday are live uh anytime there's a game there's a game recap after the game's over the next morning if there's a pod then it's in the pod and then the other days we fill them in we're live a half hour before every single game so come hang out the pregame streams are a blast they're a bunch of nonsense everybody has a good time you can find us on spotify and apple as well follow us there leave a five-star review you can uh find us via email hbtcpod at gmail.com we had plenty of emails say thank you to the new emailers. We do truly love hearing from you. So thanks for your input. Tell us what you thought of All-Star Weekend. By the time we're recording Monday, that's probably what we'll be talking about. So tell us what you thought. Uh, you can follow us on socials at Help With Them Seas. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook is just the name of the pod. You can find our streams there and on YouTube and also on Twitter. Jack's Twitter is at JacksonMoneyBA. Mine's at Sam LaFrance. It's it for us. Bye. Come on. Tackle. 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 Tackle.